Previously on Blackout Dates. Jake disappeared two years ago. I think AMC might be at the center of this thing. Oh my God, Spencer, that's Mitch Lowe. The guy walking right towards us? I'm sorry, who are you? You hacked into my phone and sent me a notification because we're investigating you. You really don't know what you're getting into, do you? You really have no idea. Mitch, Mitch! He's gone, man. Hello and welcome to Blackout Dates, a podcast investigating the rise and fall of beloved movie ticket subscription service, MoviePass. I'm your host, Spencer Rothrose. And I'm Zach Gelfand. We're inching closer to uncovering the truth behind the rise and fall of MoviePass, and yet, at the same time, the outlook is as murky as ever. It's looking like MoviePass's demise is wrapped up in its feud with cinema operator AMC, as well as the disappearance of one of its former employees, Jake Sodak. But how? How do they all connect? With our interrogation of former MoviePass CEO Mitch Lowe reaching a dead end, there was only one thing left to do. Start calling all those numbers on that AMC list, the one that Melissa Sodak found in Jake's jacket when we met her at the diner. Luckily, I once spent a summer phone banking for a political campaign. So I've had a lot of practice getting hung up on. The number you dialed has been changed, disconnected, or is no... We're sorry. You have reached a... If you feel you have reached this recording in error... Disconnected or is no longer in service. Please check the number and try your call again. Announcement. Goodbye. Zach, what's the one thing worse than being hung up on? Uh, I don't know, what? No one picking up at all. I couldn't even leave voicemails. There was either a message saying the number was disconnected, or just those scary beeps that sound like dial-up internet. Ah, that's disappointing. Do we have anything to follow up on, or was that list a total waste of time? Well, there was one name I couldn't call. Bob Butterman. There was no number at all under his name. Just an X. Weird, right? Hmm. Let me bing that name real quick. Yeah, there's not much coming up here. There's a book on Amazon about a sexually insatiable gynecologist named Dr. Robert Butterman, but I can't tell if it's a memoir or if it's fiction or if it's just a smut book. I'm not making this up. It's called At Your Cervix. Ew. It was written by a dude, wasn't it? Of course it was. But it's ranked 26,233 in the erotic suspense genre, so maybe there's something to it. There's a single review that says it's one of the best books she's ever read. Curiouser and curiouser. I gotta say, I think this is a dead end. I'm gonna call Melissa and see if she knows anything about the real Bob Butterman or why his number might be missing from this list. You do that. I'm gonna buy this ebook and do some research. Hi, Zach. Melissa, it's Zach Gelfand. So we're diving into this AMC list of names you found in Jake's pocket, and none of the numbers went through. But there's one name that doesn't have a number, just a big X instead. Does the name Bob Butterman ring a bell to you? Bob. Yeah, I knew him. Oh, really? Is he an AMC employee? No. That's the weird thing. He worked with Jake at MoviePass. Interesting. They were co-workers early on in Jake's time there. A few years ago, maybe 2017. I remember they were actually pretty friendly. They were part of that tight-knit group I mentioned, the ones who would go on those week-long retreats. 
Got it. Did you ever meet him? A few times. The group would have these happy hours. Really happy hours, if you catch my drift. Sometimes I'd meet Jake at them, and Bob was always there. He was an outgoing guy. Always called me Mel Mabel, which was a little overly familiar, but cute. Then Jake would pretend to strangle him. <laughs> like I said, they were a close group. When was the last time you saw him? Bob quit maybe six months before Jake disappeared. Or he was fired. It was never clear with them. There was a lot of turnover at that time. I remember asking Jake what happened to Bob, since I hadn't seen him at a happy hour in a while. And Jake said something about how Bob had served his purpose, but wasn't needed anymore. So, yeah. Unclear whether he was fired or quit or whatever. But it's safe to say he definitely left under mysterious circumstances. Yes. Maybe that could be related to the X under his name. You don't, like, happen to have his contact info lying around somewhere, do you? Oof, probably not. The police took most of the files from Jake's office. Not that they were any help, but... Oh! Oh! Oh, sorry. You scared me. I have it! I have his number! Bob put it in my phone one of those nights. It was harmless. Jake and I had a laugh about it. But it stood out to me. I might have just thought Bob was hitting on me, but it, it seemed different that night. Less goofy. Even though he had gotten pretty drunk, he was almost wistful. Just as we were leaving, he asked for my phone and put his number into it. Then he looked into my eyes and said, Equal rights. Equal rights? Equal rights. It was so odd. I never saw him again. He left the company soon after. You don't think he disappeared the way Jake did? I'm starting to wonder if maybe he did. Good luck calling, Zach. I'm counting on you. Yeah, what is it? Uh, hi there. Is this Bob Butterman? Come on, man. You called like an hour ago. Excuse me? What do you want this time? More money for AMC? Look, I have told you people a thousand times. He doesn't live here anymore. I'm sorry. I, I don't want any money. I'm a well-known podcaster working on a new project, ideally for sale at some point to Gimlet Media, and I'm just trying to figure out where Bob went. It's for an investigation I'm doing. If this is a wrong number, I can- No, no, it's, it's definitely the right number. Ever since I moved in here three years ago, I get calls day and night asking for Bob, whoever the hell that is, pestering me about giving more money to AMC. What, what is that, some charity? Let me tell you, I'd have left town too if I had AMC on my ass like he did. Do you know where Bob is now? I never even met the guy. You said you're doing an investigation? Yeah, Bob and his former co-worker Jake both disappeared under mysterious circumstances three years ago. We think their old employer may have had something to do with it. The AMC you keep hearing about is a business competitor that's wrapped up in this whole thing as well. So even if you don't know where Bob is, it's useful to know that AMC keeps trying to get in touch with him. Hmm. Tell you what, there was this lawyer who kept poking around right when I moved in. It seemed like she knew Bob. I'll give you her information if you can get these damn calls to stop. How about you give me the lawyer's contact info and I'll do my best to find Bob? I, I guess that works for me. Uh, her name is Josephine Pring. Her number is uh, 617 uh, This sure is a cold call heavy episode, isn't it, Spencer? Yeah. Plus, I've been staying up late reading At Your Cervix, and frankly, I'm exhausted. Mentally and physically. Oh. Uh, gross. Um, okay, let's just bang out one more, and then we can take a break and have ourselves a hot beer. And don't worry about introducing yourself in this one. The listeners have already heard that a couple times. All right, I'll give her a call. Don't 
Bob Bunnerman. That name doesn't ring a bell to me. Are you sure? We know you were poking around his apartment right after he disappeared a few years ago. Was he a client of yours? I'm afraid I can't help you. So you don't know anything? Or just won't talk to us? Yes. Which one? Yes. Look, this isn't great ethically, but I'll let you in on a little secret. We're about to land a huge deal with Audible for this podcast. They're chomping at the bit, Josephine. You don't even know. I'm talking hundreds of dollars. If you help us out now, I could make sure you see some of that asparagus when it makes its way into our pockets later this year. I'm a lawyer, you moron. I make seven figures. I own a boat. I have three houses, which is three more than you will ever have. But do you have a hard-bodied 26-year-old beefcake to come over, oil himself up, and give you massages? Excuse me. Joey, Joey. It's a hard bargain you're driving, but let me be clear. In exchange for this information, I will absolutely sleep with you. I am happily married, you idiot. And you don't sound like a beefcake. Goodbye. Zach, how do you make it look so easy? I bribed Josephine with money and sex, and she still hung up on me in like 10 seconds. Wait, 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 wait. You bribed her with sex? I really don't like what that ebook is doing to you, man. I've actually learned some helpful tips. Look, there's gotta be a way to get Josephine to tell us what she knows. Do we have any other information on Bob? What exactly did Melissa say about him? Hmm. Jake said something about how Bob had served his purpose, but wasn't needed anymore. Always called me Mel Mabel. Then he looked into my eyes and said, equal rights. I have an idea. Josephine Pring. Equal rights. Excuse me? Bob Butterman. Equal rights. Huh. Okay, Bob. That's how you want to play. Okay. You want to know where he went? This episode of Blackout Dates is brought to you by Rootless Coffee Company. You can support the podcast by buying a bag of our special Blackout Roast Dark Roast Blend from the link in the description, and use promo code BLACKOUT for 15% off any of their other awesome products. Again, that's promo code BLACKOUT. This episode of Blackout Dates is presented by Bjornkorn. Bjornkorn harnesses the power of the sun to pop their homegrown non-GMO popcorn and seasons it with an all-natural, gluten-free, and vegan ingredients. The corn comes in several different flavors, including classic, spicy, and salty, which is my personal favorite. Hit the link down in the episode description to pick up your first box and enter the code BLACKOUT10 at checkout to save 10% on your order. That's offer code BLACKOUT10. You want to know where he went? Holy shit! That worked! Don't sound so surprised, Beefcake. Bob clearly wanted you to be able to track him down, or he wouldn't have told you. The shibboleth. So, what do you know about Bob Butterman? (sighs) Bob was in a lot of trouble back in 2017. Something was going on with his finances. His savings were being drained really quickly. He was worried about his family's future. He couldn't shake his creditors, and they seemed like the type you'd really want to shake. So, Bob was in a tough spot. But luckily, he got put in touch with one of my guys. One of your guys? You know, guys. Guys who helped me out. I got a lot of them. 
Anyway, I didn't ask too many questions, but when I see a case like Bob's, I know what he needs. He needs to get out of town, lose whoever's on his ass, start a new life somewhere with his family where he'll be safe. Witness protection. Essentially, yes, but off the books. Sick. I put him in touch with a different guy I know, one who specializes in this. It cost Bob a big chunk of his remaining cash, but it was worth it. He and his family are safe now. New identities, new state, everything. Where he is, he can't be found. Except if you know the shibboleth. And that's the phrase equal rights. Exactly. Bob told it to you, so he must have wanted you to be able to find him. You must be, uh... Very special to him. Yeah, definitely. So, where is he? He's in a town called Rollins, in Wyoming. Goes by Jean-Michel Bouvier now. You made him French? Yeah, he kept asking for that. He doesn't have a phone, but I can give you his address. You got a pen? Nicely done. Thanks. I have a hunch Bob knows what happened to Jake. Maybe even experienced it himself. We're one step closer to getting to the bottom of what really happened at MoviePass. Agnes, could you look into flights to Cheyenne for us? Sure. I think you might be able to get better deals on Tuesday, though. Should I hold off until tomorrow? Mm, I don't think so. Time is of the essence. Plus, once we get our deal with Earwolf, we'll be pretty much set financially. But good thinking. No problem, then. I'll book the tickets tonight. Wait, Zach, you know how they say airline tickets get cheaper on Tuesdays? Maybe we should wait to buy until tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Good thinking. We'll buy the tickets tomorrow when they're cheaper. I'm gonna go take a long walk. So, so something I was thinking a lot about on the plane was uh, if I was feeling really thirsty at the end of a long day, could I just hop in the shower and like replenish my I, hydration? No, not taking a shower, but taking a bath, probably. Because you're soaking in it, you know? Cool. All right, we are walking up the driveway at Bob's house in Wyoming. Uh, We are way out in the middle of nowhere. There's a small town we passed through like 20 minutes ago, but man, this is really where you want to go if you don't want someone to find you. Spencer, what's your plan for when we get up to the house? Sorry, I was going to plan on the flight, but ended up just drinking Bloody Marys and watching The Amazing Spider-Mans 1 and 2 instead. So was kind of hoping you'd run point on this? Uh, sure. Well, he's not expecting any visitors, and he might not like getting surprised by people who know about the life he's been hiding from for years. But then again, Melissa said he was a really warm and gregarious guy. So I'm hoping he'll see we mean no harm and give us the time of day. Plus, he's a family man, you know? I'm actually pretty optimistic he'll welcome us in. Ah! Fuck! You're behind the log pile! Who is there? Come one step closer and you'll be eating less for déjeuner. Blackout Dates is created by Zach Gelfand and Spencer Rothrose. It is produced by Ryan Cox and Andrew Perlman in association with Erudite Productions. Sound design by Zach Gelfand. Theme music by Alex Hahn. Additional music by Kevin McLeod. Artwork by Madeline Godin. Publicity by Big Picture Media. Additional voices by Camila Dason-Aravena, Ezra Doolett-Greenberg, Millie Pincus, Willow Hawks, and Drew Zwetschkenbaum.
I've been told that this hits all the bases. <laughs> Black Cat Dates is a work of fiction. All characters and events in this show, even those based on real people, are entirely fictional and products of the writer's imaginations. Yeah, end of the yap and throw it in the description, I think.